subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. How have you been dealing with COVID for the last, you know, we're coming up on a couple of years now. I mean, are you going stir crazy like everybody else? Well, honestly, you know, what's wild is my life hasn't changed too much ever since COVID because even before it, I worked from home. I did my photo sets, my live streams from home. So I've been living an isolated lifestyle for a while now. So it hasn't changed much, but being that I am at home and I work from the computer and online and all of the craziness that's on the internet about COVID, that has affected me. So it's kind of affected me, yeah, being stir crazy mentally and everyone just talking about political stuff and health stuff and it just being so intense. So it has kind of affected my little isolated space, regardless, even being indoors all the time. So it has kind of driven me a little bit mad in general, (laughs) like it has (laughs) for all of us. But it, I mean, it does ever since COVID, because I have, I used to never really go out regardless because I worked from home so much. But now ever since the COVID thing and the mask enforcement and making it like intense to go out in public, you don't know where you can go. Or I've tried to like, some days I remember when I would like, oh, I need to go to the store. And then I realized I don't have a mask. And then I would get a total anxiety attack about, can I even go in the store or not? Is someone going to stop me and harass me about the mask? Is something going to happen? So it kind of isolated me even more. And I did get into doing a lot of delivery stuff because I just didn't even want to deal with people bothering me if I happen to forget my mask that one day or something, you know? Yeah. So it, I mean, it's affected us all. I can't lie. <laughs> oh, totally. Right. And is it like pretty hardcore where you're from? Like, where do you live that the, that they're all over you like that? Cause like here, Vancouver, I mean, you know, wear a mask if you're supposed to wear a mask. Yeah. Don't wear a mask if you don't have to. Yeah. And see, I'm from Florida. So okay. that's what but it's you guys like. have been like just raw dog in that air for like the whole fucking two years. It's been crazy. You guys are like, well, thing the is, I've actually been in Asheville, North Carolina. So I've been in the mountains of Western North Carolina and it's been so intense here. Like there are still places that are shut down. There's still places where you can't go in without a mask. Like I went to a coffee shop the other day. And they wouldn't serve me without a mask. And I was like, oh, you guys are still doing that? Because you can go into most places around here, even it being so right. you know, intense in a town like this and politically charged in a town like this, that there's, you know, it's starting to fade, but there's still like some locally owned businesses where the owners are just like pushing that hardcore just because they know they can and they want to. So right. <laughs> but we're this close to getting we're out so of this close garbage bullshit we're i knew close. something was going to happen during winter i was like oh they're going to keep pushing it because people just get sick and you know yeah. sicknesses go around more in the winter so i was like in back in september october november i was like this isn't over yet i doubt it but no we'll in fact you know i caught uh COVID over the christmas break did you the whole my whole family did really that's i've been more <laughs> sick from just a common cold or like the flu but my mm. wife was in bed for like fuck 60 straight hours hot flashes cold chills delirious in conversation like <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> See, I got sick one time really bad and I, I was so sick. I didn't get up to go get tested. I was like, I'm sick. Why would I go out and right. right now? So I didn't officially get tested for it. Right. But it was one of the worst sicknesses I ever had. For me, it was my knees. My knees were aching. Yeah. Like, you know, I felt the same way. Like I felt like I was like 15 again and had growing pains. I couldn't, I was yeah. so sore that I couldn't sleep on my sides. I had to yes. sleep on my back. It's the only way to get to sleep. Did you lose your taste and smell by chance? You know that I didn't lose any of the taste and smell, but I, but my taste got really fucked up. Like I, anything like a ketchup or like a, a mayo or anything like that, or like a, a sweet and sour sauce or something just tasted off. It just tasted not right. It tasted wrong. So it was almost like you were pregnant. <laughs> you had <some> <laughs> yes. <taste. laughs> and, and, and thankfully I didn't, uh, you know, my, my wife, the first time with our first, she went from like having no allergies to suddenly like anaphylactic attacks. No idea why, but like suddenly she can't breathe right. right. Suddenly she, you know, would go for a run and like would just puff up everywhere. Yeah. Or not go for a run, just hanging out, having a shoot the shit, playing a game of Uno. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm feeling the tingle. <laughs> it like. Girls go through the weirdest shit. Yes. That's honestly what scares me a lot about COVID is hearing that people got it. It like people would talk about it online who have had it and they still months and months, months later don't have their taste and smell. And I didn't experience that, but I'm like, Oh my goodness, that is kind of scary. That's very scary. (laughs) Is that ever going to go away? Not only scary, but that sucks man to lose like some of your taste. And like, like I read an article and clearly it was, fucking around but i read an article that was like you know uh, uh, like a, a group of guys were like oh i, I got covid and my penis shrank <laughs> like no buddy you just had a small dick before covid <laughs> yeah buddy don't make excuses like, that's no, just how no, it was <laughs> it was not covid so uh hustlers beaver of the year 2021 how do you find out that you're voted that is it a voting thing or like how does how does that work Yeah, it's actually crazy. The story is that I went to Canada to shoot. I usually go to Canada every once in a while to be on Naked News TV to be a guest anchor on that. I was just going to bring up Marina Valmont as well because she's been a guest. She's cool. We love her. Wait, who? How do you guys guys know each other? Just through Naked News? Is that the initial? Wait, who are you asking about? Marina. Oh, Marina. Yeah. Through Naked News. Yeah. Honestly, I've He's just right. been a cam girl for years and I used to cam on myfreecams.com. Now I'm on Twitch trying to build my following on Twitch because I can just stream on there so much more. I have yeah. you know, the freedom to stream on Twitch way more. But when I was on myfreecams, I noticed a lot of the top cam girls on the website, they were Canadian. And then I noticed a lot of them were on Naked News TV. And I was like, well, if that is an awesome opportunity to help them grow, I want that because I was just looking to grow and it just looked like a cool experience to be on Naked News TV. So I reached out to Naked News TV. I wrote them an email and I was like, hey, I'm from America. I'm not Canadian. But if I flew there one day, would you guys ever have me as a guest? And they were like, of course, we would love to. And this was before I had my Playboy and Hustler Publishings. They just saw that I was a cool, nude, kinky cosplay girl and they wanted to feature me and help me grow. 
So that's how I met Marina. And that's also how I met Anthony Randall. He's a photographer up in Canada. I think he actually just retired, but he's been a photographer for many years and he does mostly Playboy work. And I went to shoot with him to shoot for a Playboy cover. And at the end of the photo shoot, he was like, by the way, well, he told me beforehand, but we planned for the end of the photo shoot. He was like, by the way, I just started submitting to Hustler magazine. So if you want to take some extra pics at the end of the Playboy shoot, we can try to submit to Hustler. And I was like, hell yeah. Sure. So we did a little set at the end and he submitted it. Months later, he randomly contacted me and said, hey, Hustler picked our pictures. We're getting $250 to split. It's only a two page feature in the back. It's called the Beaver feature. I guess it's for like the amateur girls that they introduce into the magazine. So that was my first publishing in Hustler. And I was freaking out because I got $125, my half of the pay. I was like, whoa, I'm getting paid for a, because <laughs> magazines have changed since the internet, you know, of course. some magazines will pay you, some won't. It's just all over the place. The industry has changed and they featured me. So after that, they randomly emailed me one day and they told me, hey, we nominated you for Beaver of the Year. Here's a ballot send it to all your fans, tell them to send an email vote in every single day for the next few months and you could possibly win. So I put it on my website, kittyquinn.com. And I just posted to my fans every day. I was like, please vote for me. Beaver of the year. I honestly didn't think I had a chance because I was still growing my following at the time. And I was a newer model. So I was like, Oh, you know, there's girls with bigger followings and fan bases that will definitely win. I actually got a call randomly one day from a woman named Anne from Hustler Magazine. And she was like, hello, this is Anne from Hustler Magazine. I started laughing because I thought it was Marina from Naked News. <laughs> I thought she was prank calling me. I was like, ha ha, Marina, you're so funny. Girl, you're funny. That's funny. And she was like, no, this is Anne from Hustler Magazine. You won Beaver of the Year 2021. And I was like, what? Wait a second. And they actually, yeah, told me I won, that they wanted to fly me out to LA, pay me $1,500 to do a photo shoot and give me a big feature in the magazine, which actually COVID did affect things because they booked a trip to LA. They got me a rental car, a nice hotel, a whole weekend there. I was supposed to have dinner with Mr. and Mrs. Flint so I could meet Larry Flint. And then some COVID shutdown happened where they shut down LA and Hustler hit me up and they're like, Oh, we're going to cancel the shoe. Cause there's a shutdown happening in town. It's crazy here. And I was like, I just went to San Diego on a shutdown. It was great. There was no traffic. I can still come. It'll <laughs> yeah. be a photographer and, and there's, you know, studio shoot. If Mr. and Mrs. Flint don't want to meet, that's fine, but let's get the content done. They were like, no, we really don't want to do it right now. It's crazy. Mm. So they hit me up months later and I actually asked them, I was like, do you know a Florida photographer by chance? Cause I could just go to Florida and not have you guys cancel on me again. <laughs> so yeah. they booked me a photographer in Tampa and they flew me out there and had me do this shoot. But it just, it broke my heart because I wanted to see LA for the first time ever. Well, and meeting I the Flints would have been awesome. After they, they told me that, you know, Larry Flint passed away and I was like, what? I was going to meet Larry, oh, Larry Flint. Flint did pass away. Away. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Passed. So I was pretty bummed out, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like you say, you know, times have changed with the magazines and, and all that, but it's also changed in such a crazy way. Like what a time to be a model, you know, as far as uh, like only fans, 
OnlyFans has yeah. changed so many people's lives. It really has, to be honest. And you know what's crazy for for me? I've been kind of like struggling, not struggling with OnlyFans because I'm grateful. I pay my bills with it and I'm a full-time model. But I learned over the past, because the first couple of years it came out, I kind of ignored it because there are so many new websites that constantly hit me up. They're like, right. hey, we're opening up this cosplay site or this cam girl site. Will you stream on it? Will you sign up? And I'm always pushing them off because for a few years I was working with all these new websites and I realized, wow, I'm investing all my time and energy into these new websites that have no traffic and I'm losing money. So I kind of ignored OnlyFans and then I saw it blow up and then I got into OnlyFans and I realized that there's girls making like 50K, 100K a month. And I was like, I want to make money like that. But over the past year, I've dug into so many people's minds. And I realized most of those girls that they don't all have like huge followings at first. They have agencies that help market them. So like marketing is the key to OnlyFans. It really is. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. And And I heard you want to start a podcast. Like, what, what, yes, what are you I thinking do. of doing for that? That's, I mean, there's a, I can speak from, from, you know, um, doing it. There is a revenue stream in podcasting. So what do you like? What's the idea? Have you kind of sussed that out or? Yeah, I honestly, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to whiskey, ginger, two bears, one cave, your mom's house. Those are some of the podcasts that I've been getting into and it inspired me. But even before I listened to those, I was like, I talk for hours on my cam show. I should start a podcast because people just, just love the cam show. <laughs> I'm like, can I just record my cam show? While I'm talking and post it as a podcast. Yeah. And um, I actually did start a podcast and I did like one or two episodes, but I was very unsatisfied. So I just deleted them. And I was like, I'm going to start over when I'm ready and I can do this consistently. But I was going to call it, or I'm going to call it the naked podcast. And I'm not going to be naked while I do it, but because I'm a nude model, I was like, oh, I could be the naked podcat, like kitty, podcat, pod kitty, yep. and the naked because I do nude modeling. So I was going to do it. And pretty much it's so hard because I'm so kind of all over, but I need to be consistent. But it's just hard because I have so many things I love to talk about. I wanted to talk about cosplay, modeling, photography, travel, art, sex, motherhood, spirituality, all the things that I'm into pretty much. So that's something I really plan on starting soon. So like that's a that's a this year, 2022, this is happening? Oh, yeah. That's like maybe within this month type oh, of no thing. Oh, shit. Well, great. Good for you. Yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get outside of you know modeling and then and what you're known for. What are you binging right now? Binging? Yeah, binge watch. I was gonna say you mean watching? <laughs> <laughs> yes, binge watch. Yes. Okay, so one of the main things I'm binge watching, which is really random, people would not expect this, is a show called Grace and Frankie. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Don't know it. It's no. pretty much an old people show, but it has Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin which I, I don't really know much, but I know a lot of people don't like Jane Fonda because it's some political stuff, but. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, fuck. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I'm like uh, apparently she right. did some political stuff back in the day. I don't know. I know but... Jane Fonda was hot when she was younger, but beyond that. Barbarella. Know, you know, yeah. 
Barbarella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love her Back, for Barbarella. Yeah, movies. Yes. That's why I love her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do a Barbarella cosplay one day. Yeah. But it's basically a show about, and if you've ever seen Nine to Five, where they did that movie with Dolly Parton. Yep. Yeah. So Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, basically in the show, their husbands have been in a law firm together for like 20 something years. And the show starts off with the two husbands telling them their wives that they're leaving them to be gay with each other. So the show is basically okay. about Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin just starting their new lives after their gay husbands left them and they become roommates and live together. So it's kind of like an old lady show. I tell yeah. people, but they make tons of sex jokes. Lily Tomlin's basically like this big stoner pothead old lady in it. So I love her personality in it. I'm like, that's going to be me when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's the main show I've been binge watching. I also have started watching The Witcher for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah and that's are. really good. Okay, that's I a just brad show. That. Yeah, <laughs> and then I kind of I'm bad. I haven't been binge watching new stuff that people have suggested to me. I've been watching some old stuff that I love over and over, which is Vikings and True Blood. Yeah, so, oh, both great shows. Yeah, <laughs> like Viking is in like what I like about the Vikings is that like that should happen. That's that's like historical. Right? Like it may not be the exact thing that happened, but it's like yeah, those guys existed. Those guys yeah. raped and pillaged. They came and just yes. screwed shit up. <laughs> yes, that's why I love it because it's on the History Channel, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually feeding my brain actual history. Right. But it's badass at the same time. Totally and I love badass. all the actors and actresses in it. They're amazing. Yeah. I actually just found out that Floki, the boat maker, there's a new show that he's in, I think called The Cursed. And it's some oh. mythical kind of like medieval show, I think. I got to check it out. But it's along those vibes. Cool. I also started to finally watch game of thrones i'm really late but i'm i'm bad at, it's something i have to stop doing but i basically used to not do anything that everyone else was doing i hated trends so i purposely waited till everyone stopped talking about game of thrones start watching it which i regret now yeah. but i'm watching that finally because everyone's like you would love it because oh, i go to the renaissance festival the best <laughs> like especially yeah. if you're doing that shit yeah yes and and in cosplay, I mean, you must love like all of the superhero movies and like. Oh yeah, for sure, always. Yeah. I love, and I know that all the Marvel movies have been really overwhelming. I haven't even got to see them all because there's so many constantly being released. But yeah. I love that it's blown up because it really has blown up the whole cosplay world and inspiration for me for characters to cosplay. Yeah, well, you I know, mean, when I was a kid, I mean, such a comic book nerd that when I was a kid, and I granted I'm like in my 40s, but I used to get a hard time from people, oh, you fucking nerd, reading comic books, such a nerd spaz, you know, it's like, I'm not a I nerd, I, I like to immerse myself in this crazy world that of the X-Men and, and Batman and like the Avengers and shit, I'm not a nerd, I like to read, uh -huh. and you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird, so yeah. funny because I hear so many people saying that so many people are like, I used to be made fun of for reading comic books. I used to be made fun of for being into anime and Always. now it's like trendy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, like, it blows my mind that we're at the point where we are with like, you know, like you said, there's, I mean, it is literally overkill on what they're push, pushing out. It's even as a comic book spaz, it's it really almost is. too much. You know, it's almost, right? too, yeah. 
That's why I feel like disconnected as of the past few years. I'm like, uh, like the, all the, the Spider-Man talk. I'm like, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I haven't even got to really see the new ones yet. I'm like, I can't keep up with it. You guys, yeah. <laughs> I heard they're amazing though. <laughs> they're, they are, well, no pun intended. They are amazing. Uh, I which, just saw Doctor Strange for the first time this past couple weeks. I'm way late on that. <laughs> like the original Doctor Strange? Yeah. Maybe not the original. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. The newer one, I think. It's like modern oh, day Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, where he's like driving and, and how he gets the accident. He's driving super fast in his car and goes off the cliff. And yeah. All that. Yeah, what yeah. A, what an amazing movie that was, right? Right. Especially because I'm into spirituality. So I was like, Oh, he's all cocky. He doesn't believe in the mystical other realm out there. And then he learns to be a part of it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Which which superpower would you want to have? Oh man, someone hasn't asked me that in a long time. I think flying. Flying yeah. off the top of my head has to be one of the main superpowers I would want because it's just out of this world for a human, like flying, not in a plane or anything like that. Just me, yep. freeform flying. I think that would be it. But like bullet, bullet fast. Yes, exactly. Like soup. I was going to say flying and like speed and strength. Those are the other, like if that was all combined together, like some yeah. Superman type of so shit. Superwoman, basically, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what, what was the yeah. music like in your house as a, as a kid growing up? What are your parents playing? Um, my parents, it's funny because they actually used to play pretty much oldies music. And to this day, I still love oldies. Like, what and do you mean? Like oldies, like, like Elvis like, Presley oldies or like, what do you mean? I actually love Elvis Presley and I did not get obsessed with him until I would say the past three, four years. I actually went to Graceland because mm. I became so obsessed with Elvis for a while. My son used to dress up in the costume and sing and dance and perform for all the old people. It was a Are whole you? phase. <laughs> but I love oldies, kind of like America, James Taylor. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Stuff like that, like those yeah. kind of oldies. Like, yeah. like 70s radio yeah. shit. Yeah, I think I was totally a hippie in my past life <laughs> from yeah. the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I would what die was your... young and then transferred over into my body because I just love that time frame. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't think you can touch that, that, uh, yeah, that time of music. Like, I was going to say that decade, but it's more than a decade. Yeah. Like, like late 60s, great. all through the 70s, into the 80s a little bit. But I think mm -hmm. what it was is that, you know, like... <laughs> yeah are you yeah uh, i like 80s music <laughs> yeah same i'm a fan as well uh, but i think what it is is like you know there was no pro tools and like you had to actually play your instrument and write really good songs and perform them really well whereas yeah. today you're like yeah. oh well fuck i messed that up i'll just we'll pick it up from that point of the song and let's go from here and ready to go and it, you know there i don't think there was that much like that in the 70s yeah yeah. Yeah, it was very authentic and genuine. And being a child that grew up in marching band and I played the flute. Oh, did you I totally appreciate that? Yeah, I was a flute girl. <laughs> Everyone yeah. always made the joke that one. one I'm time sure there's a skin know. flute joke in there somewhere that I'm not going to touch. <laughs> yes, what, what, was your, what was your first concert you went to? Oh, OK. So I've only been to two concerts in my whole life. And I'll what? tell you, I know I became a mom very young. I became a mom at 19. And well, before okay. that, like 18 and younger, my parents were very strict. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I was like, 
locked up in a bubble. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> that's why you're maybe that's why you had a kid by 19. Yeah, they basically made me so anxious to just go do whatever I want in the world and get out there and just live it. So, you know, I kind of was careless and just went out and lived my life. I didn't like stay home and focus on college, which really sucks because I was adopted. So I had four years of free college at any Florida state school. But at the same time, I don't try to look back and say, what if, because I'm a self-made model. I'm living my dreams that I had as a little girl that I probably wouldn't have never tried to do if I was like focusing on college. I just couldn't find something that I wanted to get a degree in at the time. And I was, I was just called to just leave my hometown. I bought an RV and left. I was like, I'm going to go find out who I am. Mm. But my first two concerts, the first one was Kiss and Motley Crue. Oh, nice. Benchmark there. Like, let's go see like one of the best shows ever. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, they were like old man kids and Motley Crue, but they were still but still amazing. those guys can play. They can. And the the models on stage were dressed amazing. They had fire shooting on the stage. Even there was a drum set that was like on a track and they like went upside down on the drum yeah, set. Tommy Lee did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And then my second concert ever was um Duran Duran because my ex oh. actually used to tour with them and he hit them up and they gave us some free tickets to go. So that's incredible. When I was a little kid, like in elementary school, I loved Duran Duran. Really? Oh it my was gosh. Because of those awesome. videos. Though. Like the videos were, did you, do you remember like the, 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 the videos of Duran Duran, like girls on film was so like at the time it's girls yeah. like going into the boxing ring and like bikinis and shit. And I'm like 10 years old going, holy yeah. crap. And like, like hungry, like the wolf. It's something's tingling. I don't know why I feel like this, but yeah, Duran Duran for sure was like one. I mean, had po- it was like had Motley Crue, Duran yeah. Duran. Like, whoa, like where is that coming? Right? From? Yeah. yeah, you know crazy. what's crazy? Where I live here in Asheville, there's actually a salon. I forgot what it's called, but it's like Vampire Hollywood Salon. It's a hair salon. Okay, and it's basically these. I think it's two women two middle-aged women that are totally like these sexy, hot, goth, badass, middle-aged women. And I, I think they used to be their whole theme of their salon is they used to be Motley Crue groupies. And they say <laughs> that they used to like travel with them and do their hair and all this stuff like that. So <laughs> they're like living their life off of being Motley Crue groupies. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I have a star yeah. on my hand. I mean, you see that? This, uh, back there. Yeah, oh yeah, I can see it. Because of Tommy Lee, I really Motley Crue's drummer. I play the drums because of Motley Crue. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh, that's so cool to find out. (laughs) Yeah, they were like the first band for me to really grab a hold of my attention. Yeah, did you ever see the movie they made recently about them? The the Dirt, Dirt, the Dirt. Yeah, oh, that movie's so good. It's pretty good, but (laughs) like, how it starts. As a fan, there were some parts of it, like historically chronologically yeah. that weren't accurate but you know put that For aside sake. <laughs> yeah put that aside it, it was it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. so um i love being movies <laughs> let, let me hit you with an oddball do you believe that aliens have visited earth or even perhaps live on our planet that is so funny because for so many years, it's been one of the main things I talk about on my camp shows. I totally believe in aliens. 
And I think it's due to my dad. I mean, growing up, I was raised a Christian. And when I got into high school, I was a loner. And I just started to go to the library and read books on religion. And then I fell into paganism. But aside from that, because I know that aliens does tie to religion. So that's why I kind of like brought it up. But aside from that, my dad has always been into astronomy growing up. He always had books about space and he always had these crazy big telescopes and he would set them up outside and we would like zoom in and look at the moon and he would look at different planets and stuff like that. And he would just always tell me, he's like, you never know, you'd be something out there. And then after I became 18, 19, I got balls deep into like conspiracy theories. So I really learned, especially also, I know ancient aliens is kind of corny to a lot of people, but they do talk about a lot of historical things. And that's also what made me, I started to see that show and I was like, I want to research more. And I would go on the internet and just research more and just see how there's certain things on earth. They're like unexplainable still. And it's like, what's the only explanation that could be? Maybe that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally like especially when you start digging into like uh could be tied to aliens you know so i totally believe in aliens and i personally have had dreams about aliens since i was a kid really? i have dreams about them talking to me i've had a dream the last one i had was i had two dreams a couple of years ago one was i couldn't see the aliens but i remember in my dream i was above my parents house and there was a flying saucer and I didn't see the aliens, but in my mind, I was talking to them and I asked them, I was like, oh my gosh, can you take me on a ride to your flying with your flying saucer? And have you seen the movie, Paul? Uh, yeah. Yeah. With Seth Rogen. Yeah. They basically in my dream did to me what they, what Paul did in that movie. They were like, okay, we will exchange information with you. So like in exchange for taking you on this trip. I don't know. We have to exchange your experiences in your mind, but in my mind, they like implanted a bunch of information and truth and knowledge and just craziness about the universe. And then I had this other dream that I was in an airplane and there are these people and they're like these tall, skinny, blonde, white people. And they were telling me you're chosen. You're chosen to help people on earth. We need your help. And then all of a sudden I was on a planet and it was, I don't know, it looked like Mars or something. And I walked over this hill and I just saw this like army of like soldiers. Like they almost look like stormtroopers, to be honest. They're like in armor and there were soldiers just for like a reference of the closest thing to think of. Yeah. But in my mind, I knew they were negative. Like they were bad, not good. And then I woke up. So I've just had this like really weird, intense alien dreams. So I'm just like, they're out there. <laughs> I love it. I love that I'm pushing the right button to get that. Let me see if I can go two for two here. Yes. Have you got a a near-death story where you're like, holy crap, I could have died there? Honestly, there's only one that comes to the top of my mind, which I'm sure there's a bunch of very dumb moments in my life where I could have died. But there is just one that sticks out to me. Ever since I was a kid, I remember... I had my best friend, Morgan, who lived across the street when I was in elementary school. And she had a little brother named Vincent, who was like a year or two younger than us. And we were playing on the sidewalk outside of her house across the street. And it was me and I think my cousin, 
Morgan, Vincent, and a couple other kids in the block. Cause I grew up with a huge group of kids on my neighborhood. Yeah. And I remember my older brother was there and he was just like wrestling us and playing with us. And for some reason, I remember I went to jump at him and I totally flew over him. And the moment happened so fast, but slow at the same time to where I can still remember at 28 years old, where I was just going so fast with my head directly towards the sidewalk. Like it was just going to hit the sidewalk and maybe I wouldn't have died. But as a kid, I was like, I, I would, I was like, Oh my gosh, going towards the sidewalk. And my brother caught me in like an instant before it happened. <laughs> and I don't know why I just never forgot that my whole life. That's the one time I can feel like I wasn't truly the most danger and about to hurt myself. Permanently. And isn't that crazy? Like when moments like that happen in your life and, and like you say, you know, everything happens so fast, but at the same time, it slows, everything slows down. I've, I've been in a bad car accident when like, you know, just really? it, it, it all like felt like the car and everything around it just kind of stopped. And like some Dr. Strange shit. <laughs> Dr. Strange shit going on there. <laughs> Dr. Strange shit. Right. Yeah. So beyond the, beyond the podcast, like what else are you kind of um, like, what's in store for the rest of, uh, of, of the year for you? Well, for me, I have a lot going on. I actually just got to have a toxic relationship and my ex was very jealous and controlling. And basically he was trying to get me to stop being a model. So I feel like it was a huge test from the universe saying, is this what you really want? Is this who you really want to be? Are you going to change into what he wants? Are you going to stand up for yourself? And I stood up for myself and I left the relationship as hard as it was. And as much as I loved him. There's something in me that felt such a huge pull and a calling to just be myself, stand up for myself. I was like, I have to be this person. I have to be a cosplay model. I have to create my stuff. And um, I, I just, I've, the past few weeks have been restarting over from scratch and pretty much I've evolved and I Five years ago, I quit waitressing to become a cam model cosplayer. I started everything from scratch on my own. So I've mostly done cosplay content, modeling content, and then a lot of adult content. I'm currently trying to transition kind of out of the adult content, mm -hmm. like out of doing the more hardcore content that I do, which I've always done mostly like all solo stuff, but I'm still trying to make it more tasteful. Like for me, I still plan on being a nude model to I'm an old lady. Like I want to be the, the naked hippie old lady with tattoos and wrinkles and long silver hair to her ankles. And she's still out there naked in the tree taking pictures. But <laughs> I'm trying to like basically what I wanted to do from the beginning, become a, a cosplay model. So I'm trying to spend this year focusing on cosplay because the past couple of years being in bad relationships, I realized that I kind of faded away from it and my passion. So now I'm just, I'm like, what do I love the most? What makes me the most passionate of all? I've considered all different types of, you know, career changes and paths from doing permanent makeup to photography, like getting behind the camera and coding, doing tech work, stuff like that. By oh, the end you, of the day, you have, you, you're the geeky coder. Can you code? I am. I am. <laughs> I still great. might do it. I still might do it on the side. Yeah. My brother-in-law does it. So he wants to teach me because, you know, it'd be great income. Yeah. By it's the big end money. Of the day, I'm just so passionate about modeling and not even just modeling, but cosplay modeling because mm -hmm. I'm an artist. Ever since I was little, I've always loved to draw and paint and create. So, 
I just love sewing my own outfits and building my own armor and painting it and all that. So this year I'm trying to focus on getting back into my cosplay groove, building my costumes, doing my cosplay photo sets. I also want to start my podcast this year. I'm starting a blog, like a written blog as well to like pair up with my podcast. Cause I love to write and I'm going to finally, I've wanted to do this for years. I guess I was waiting to a certain point to be able to do it, but I'm going to write a book about myself and my life this year. Mm. I'm going to start on that. Holy crap. So. Why don't you just tack another thing on this year to do? Like, <laughs> when are you find time to do all this shit? I was thinking about it today. I'm like, when am I going to start writing this book? I downloaded Grammarly, but I've been yeah. so busy trying to, because I've been transitioning from all the super adult platforms to more, you know, everyone friendly pa- platforms. So like I switched TikTok from my freakiums to Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I realize in the adult industry, you can totally grow as a solo model, but it's a lot harder if you're not like full on in the porn industry, like working with big porn companies or collaborating with other artists. And as much as everyone wants to do me to do that, because they're like, yeah, girl, go start making content. You're single now. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I like staying to myself in my own little bubble. I don't yeah. want to start making content with everybody and all the porn companies. I actually want to focus on cosplay. So I'm trying to like switch focus to that, switch all my platforms to more, you know, everyone from non-adult platforms so I can get more exposure and I can grow and I can build my brand into something more long-term that will support me. And that I'll just be comfortable with because there's plenty of porn stars that are moms and fathers, but as my son does get older, I realize it's affected me being in the adult industry. I'm very isolated and it's very hard for me to make mom friends because of what I do because they they can just be judgmental. So I realize I want my son to have more community, more friends and family, which is up to me which is up to me putting myself in whatever position I have to be in to feel more comfortable to let people in. And I just haven't felt the most comfortable with my, I mean, I'm totally proud of my career path. I'm proud of all, proud of all the work I've done, but I just want to be in a space where people feel more comfortable and not so triggered by me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no fair. Well, if this is any any help at all you know if there's anything that i can do personally or if there's like my network of people that are in podcasting and stuff if we can help you out just let me know and i'll i'll try to help out as much i mean again marina valmont is like you know she's super rad she you know she's been a guest and any friend of marina's is a friend of ours so if we can help out just let me know marina's great i was so scared to go on naked news i was like the crew is going to be mean to me because I'm not experienced with this stuff and they're going to get annoyed at me and the girls. Oh, I'm like, Oh girls, they're all going to be catty bitches. But I went to naked news and all the women there were so sweet. It was like a sisterhood and Marina made me feel so welcomed. I remember the second time I went to Canada, it was like during winter because I always go during winter for some weird reason. (laughs) some reason you know <laughs> it only snows in winter here right you know that <laughs> yeah my flight got canceled and she was like hey kitty you can come stay at my place and she gave oh. me a place to stay so yeah she gave me a place to stay i actually saw her in miami a few weeks ago she was gonna go oh, on cool. a cruise and i happened to be down there visiting my family and she was like let's have a drink so we met up at this hotel on miami beach and we had some wine together before she had to go on a cruise trip oh that's great 
Yeah, it was nice to see her. She's very encouraging, like knowing I'm going through a huge transition in my life right now. And she was just, she was like, just be happy, Kitty. Be you. You're an amazing artist. Do you. So it was like good to be with a female woman who is supportive of what I do and just like push me towards it and give me those words of encouragement. Right. Yeah. Great advice. So you're easy to find uh, on Twitter. You're simply your name. Kitty Quinn. What yeah, are... my tag is Miss Kitty Quinn on Twitter. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Well, there you go. That's Miss <laughs> Kitty. Um, type that in here. Miss Kitty Quinn. Okay. And so what are you yeah, on? Yeah, M-I-S-S. Kitty yeah. Quinn. And what are you on uh, on Instagram? I was Miss Kitty Quinn on Instagram too, but they took my main page down. So it's Miss Kitty Quinn XO on Instagram. On Insta. Okay. XO. I'm just going to yeah. down. Make sure I can tag you at the right actual fuck. I had you down as Kitty you. Quinn. Hey, way yeah. to research, Todd. Nice one. Anyway, <laughs> Kitty, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you again for doing this with us here uh, in Vancouver, Canada. If you need any help at all, let me know. I'll do my best to help out make sure people know who you are and i guess we'll see you online thank you thank you so much for having me thank you, you everybody for listening the Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca